0: Hey guys, on today's episode, the latest in the potato cinematic universe. (laughs) Four thoughts on cancel culture broadly and a meme a friend sent me that made me think. Let's go. Yes, yes. Hello, one. Hello, all. Welcome to the Politics Mostly Podcast. I am your host, Peter Ramirez. Folks, we have some big controversies today. Big scandals. Dr. Seuss and Potato Head. (laughs) Okay, we have to talk about these things specifically, and then I want to talk more broadly about cancel culture. Let's talk about these things very specifically because I really think the outrage is misplaced. Okay? Let's talk about Potato Head. Hasbro, okay, the owner of the Potato Head brand, announced that the brand will be known as Potato Head moving forward, not Mr. Potato Head. So the brand associated with the Potato Cinematic Universe is now Potato Head, not Mr. Potato Head. But the characters themselves, Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head, with their tubular spud genitals, are still available as toys for your children and as characters in this starch cinematic universe, okay? The brand, which includes Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head, they're not changing, but the brand is now Potato Head. The characters are unchanged. So that one was just overreaction, right? But let's talk about Dr. Seuss because this one's a little bit more interesting. The Dr. Seuss obsession by the right wing is just as dumb as the Potato Head stuff, but there's actually a self-own in there, which I'll explain in a second. Dr. Seuss Enterprises, the private entertainment company that manages Dr. Seuss's estate, decided on their own to voluntarily stop licensing six of his books. He wrote about 60 children's books. He wrote a few dozens more uh, under different names. So you know, a relatively small amount of his work stopped publication at the request of his estate. Now why those books in particular? Well, in the Cat's Quizzer, a Japanese character is drawn with a bright yellow face. And in If I Ran a Zoo, a white guy tells a person of color in a turban that he wants to display him in the zoo. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, not ideal. I mean, will a kid read that and grow grow up to be a racist? Probably not. But would those books be published today? Also probably not, to be fair. So what did the private estate decide to do? They decided to take a small percentage of his books and to protect the financial interest of the Dr. Seuss brand, stop producing some of them. So we have a private corporation deciding to perform an act out of self-interest and money. Normally, the right gets erect at this idea, but now they're very sad. Did the government ban Dr. Seuss? School districts ban Dr. Seuss? Are these particular books? No. Did the Democrats ban these books? Also no. Did Joe Biden call up the governor of books and say, burn the Seuss ones? (laughs) No, I'm sorry, he didn't. You know, among all dead people, by the way, I found this interesting. Because, you know, I do research for these shows. Among all dead people, Dr. Seuss made the most amount of money last year except for Michael Jackson's estate. The estate made, this private company made, wait for it, $33 million in 2020 alone. I will make a deal, quick aside, I will make a deal with any conservative listening. If you give me $33 million, I will allow you to cancel 11% of my published work. I'm being serious. You can even choose which podcast and which articles you want to cancel. So, conservatives are mad at, uh, I don't know, Biden, the Democrats, I don't know. If they get mad, they should be mad at the private company, Dr. Seuss Enterprises, for deciding voluntarily to remove some of their books to protect their cash flow. And instead, all these right right-wingers are buying up Dr. Seuss books in droves, flooding the Dr. Seuss Enterprise coffers with insane amounts of cash. I'm on Amazon right now. I'm looking, Green Eggs and Ham, The Cat in the Hat, The Dr. Seuss Beginner Book Collection, oh, you probably get a lot in that one, and oh, The Places You'll Go, are all top sellers right now. They're all in the top 30. You are literally handing money to the organization responsible For canceling the books you never read and are somehow now upset, not going to be able to read, you are financially rewarding the very actor for whom your anger should be directed against. That's why it's a self-own. But wait, there's more. This week was like (laughs) children's literacy week or some shit. Uh, Kids go read a book week. I don't know. You know, whatever fucking made up holiday they're doing now. Uh, (laughs) So Biden releases some statement saying like, hey, kids, reading is great. Go read a book. And uh, Fox News ripped it for not including Dr. Seuss. (laughs) But it, it didn't mention any authors. And if you look at previous president's statement on this made up holiday, no one ever mentions any authors specifically, including Dr. Seuss. Which, by the way, is probably a good thing, right? Do you want the the presidents and the government endorsing certain types of educational books for, for little kids? Probably not, right? So that's the scandal. Those are the two scandals. These are the biggest stories of the week. Maybe the month, maybe the year, maybe the decade. Come back. We'll see. This is bigger than COVID. I mean... The brand Mr. Potato Head is now Potato Head, and I can still go buy Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head dolls. That's outrageous. And a Dr. Seuss's enterprise—they um, want to stop printing books so they can protect their brand and keep the money rolling in. Outrageous. Why would this? Why would this company act out of financial self-interest? So. Look. Look. The government shouldn't have any involvement in this, right? If you lean right, conservative, libertarian, if you occupy space under the umbrella of anti-left, um, and you are still unconvinced by what I've been talking about so far, how these things are... The, the, the anger is way disproportional to what's actually going on with fucking Potato Head. And, <laughs> and if I started a zoo... Uh, featuring can I put an Arab man in a turban In, in one of the <laughs> cages um, If you're really that upset about this And you're unconvinced so far Let me make one last pitch to you Okay And try, you know, try to have an open mind I'm not saying I can, you know, agree with anything I say just have an open mind about this Ready So What's the solution for you Okay, a world where some Dr. Seuss books are pulled is stupid, right? But do you think the government attacking a private estate over their own intellectual property is a better world? Do you want the government dictating what the estate of a dead guy can or can't do? And what if the estate and the government disagree? Do you want the government to impose its will on the private estate? Really? Isn't that infinitely worse than losing the ability to read, like, fucking Bob Goes to School or whatever they stop printing? So what's the solution? It's a lot of anger and not a lot of solutions with the right, which is, uh, unfortunately, nothing new. You know, what are you going to do? Let's say Trump was president right now. What's he going to do? Impose some more taxes on the Dr. Seuss estates for picking which books they want to (laughs) publish? It's just, it's so stupid, it's so small, and yet it's, it's occupying so much space in people's minds. I, someone, someone email me, find my email on the internet, it's probably out there. Someone email me why this animates people so much, because I, 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 it goes over my head. It goes over my head, and I can't figure it out. The, the, I can still go buy Mr. Potato Head, I could still go buy Mrs. Potato Head, but they're canceled. I can still buy most of Dr. Seuss's books and the ones I can't are because his own estate doesn't want me to have them. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I try to get worked up for things and maybe it's just my personality. I don't get worked up over that. I I, I don't. Let's talk about culture cancel culture more broadly. Damn. Okay, that bumper was a little long. I will look to cut it for next episode. But for right now, we're rolling, baby. At the 11 minute mark, let's go. Um, Let's. I have like four small things about cancel culture. Um, I kind of just briefly touched on one. I did not. I did an episode about (laughs) the Arkansas gubernatorial uh, race. And that's pretty much my main critique of cancel culture: is Republicans will run political races on non-political issues. And I'm not going to redo the whole episode, but if you didn't listen, it's pretty much uh, the race to be Arkansas's governor, one of the reddest states in the country, is about like who's the most politically correct, and like all their ads are about cancel culture and like media bias and like these weird things that they don't really have control over. And it's weird because, like I said, A, they don't have any control over it, right? Like, what bill in the Arkansas state legislature can can they pass to prevent, like, woke people on Twitter from boycotting my pillow? There's nothing you can do about it. These are culture issues, not political ones. These aren't—you know, political correctness, despite the name, isn't a political issue. It's, a, it's not a legislative issue. It's a culture issue that, like, annoying people on Twitter do. And then politicians, like, make their career out of it. I, I don't understand it. And then in the case of Arkansas, you know, I'm thinking— Wow, this state must be really good if they're talking about like these, you know, secondary and tertiary issues. And then you look at their stats and like <laughs> 49th in wages, 44th in life expectancy, 47% uh, above the national average for violent crime, 23% of their people have a college degree. And it's like, really, this is what you're talking about? You're not talking about how to raise wages, how to get more people on healthcare? I would to encourage people to go to college, you know, economic policy. <laughs> you could talk about, like, it's like a race to the bottom, right? Uh, okay, so that, you know, that's kind of my a rough, quick overview of, like, my main critique of, the critique of cancel culture. But I also have some other thoughts that I wrote down today that I'm now going to speak into this mic. First of all, it's not whether you support cancel culture or not. This isn't all or nothing black or white thinking, as my therapist would say. It's about what we're canceling and why we're canceling it. No? Isn't it a good thing that we canceled Bill Cosby? How about Harvey Weinstein? Are you against canceling Harvey Weinstein? Well, if you're against cancel culture, you'd be against canceling Harvey Weinstein. Second, and this is a big problem with, frankly, both sides of the political aisle. Don't tell my Democratic friends I said that. Both, and you know, I'm guilty of this a little bit too, right? My second thought, just because you see something, okay, doesn't mean it's a mainstream opinion, okay? There was an article that was kind of kicking around some corner of the internet, scary place, the internet, and it was titled, this isn't verbatim, but something like, is math racist, okay? Is math racist? I did not click on the article, Uh, I guess the premise is interesting, a little clickbaity, because how could math be racist? But uh, I'm telling you right now, there is a 99.999 repeating chance, percent chance, that even if I read that article, I wouldn't buy the thesis. But now half the country thinks the other half the country believes this fringe thing, right? And it goes the other way, too. I can go on, like, (laughs) libertyeagle.gov slash 1776 or whatever website these people are on and click, you know, the science tab, science in quotes. And the, um, you know, and a feature article could be like, uh, the snow in Texas was fake and planted by Bill Gates, which was an actual internet rumor on the right for a while. Um, last month, that the, the snow that was falling in Texas wasn't actual snow. So, now, if I felt that all Republicans felt that the snow in Texas was fake, I could get upset because it's wrong and because it's stupid and because it's not true. But when you realize it's just a few knuckleheads, it's a lot less troubling. So just because you see something crazy, don't think half the country necessarily believes it. It's probably just some guy in his mom's basement blogging, looking for, you know, attention. Third thing about cancel culture. Don't pretend to have pure motives or principles when you only selectively care about an issue, generally, okay? Republicans practice cancel culture all the time. They try to cancel Democrats, liberals, wherever and whatever they can, okay? Don't believe me? They're trying to cancel Andrew Cuomo as we speak. (laughs) As we speak. Fox News is literally playing in my background on mute. The topic is Cuomo. Up next is probably like the Gavin Newsom recall election, right? So are you against cancel culture? Are you against left people practicing cancel culture? Because there is a difference, okay? There is a difference. If you really care about cancel culture, you'd be against it in all forms and fashions. Fourth, and finally, I have to, I have to admit, I've, I've gone 16 and a half minutes since this episode. I haven't mentioned his name once. I've got to bring him in here, Trumpy baby. Donnie effing Trump. Donald Trump was the biggest practitioner and champion of cancel culture I've probably ever seen in my life. And I follow people on Twitter with gender pronouns in their bio. I wrote a whole article in Medium about every brand, country, person, thing, magazine, Donald Trump tried to quit at some point because they wrote some headline he didn't like or did something he didn't like, and then he tried to rally his supporters to boycott the brand. (laughs) You know what that's called? Cancel culture, people. Cancel culture. Ugh. Here's a list. Here's a partial list. I'm not going to read my whole article I wrote. Um, This is like a year ago. CNBC. This, these are things Trump tried to cancel. Uh, CNBC because, <laughs> because they didn't include him in a list of influential business leaders. <laughs> that was 2017. <laughs> the country of Mexico once, the country of Italy twice. Ooh. Most conservative writers, Jonah Goldberg, Charles Krauthammer, Carl Rove, the Wall Street Journal editorial board, Megyn Kelly. We all remember the Megyn Kelly thing, right? He tried to cancel the NFL. He tried to cancel Colin Kaepernick. I mean, this guy, all he did was bitch on Twitter about people and organizations that he thinks, you know, slighted him in some way and then tried to rally the conservative cause to that issue to boycott magazines or companies. There was a Goodyear boycott he tried to do because they said you couldn't wear a MAGA hat on the factory floor. I mean... (laughs) Look, conservatives, my friends, my fellow Americans, if you want to be against cancel culture, that's fine. That's a legitimate position, especially with some of the dumb stuff Twitter tries to cancel. But don't revere Trump as the head of your party when he's the one doing it more than anyone else. Because it's, it's just, it doesn't do anything for me. I'm sorry. It really doesn't. Okay? Thanks. All right. Lastly, before I go, my parting shot. Um, I had a friend send me and a group of amen a meme recently. And, you know, I'm I'm not one to get triggered like ever. So, I you know, it wasn't like, you know, someone sent me this meme making fun of Biden and it's time for me to (laughs) cancel some friendships and start, you know, writing paragraphs back to him. Um, But it did make me think. And I just wanted to like freestyle the idea here at the end because maybe I'll make this into like a full column or something down the down the line. the The meme was essentially like a bunch of times Biden was blinking and winking and you know looking like he was getting away with something, and it was you know clips of him campaigning saying, "I'm gonna raise the minimum wage to fifteen dollars," and of course that didn't happen. And I'm going to the checks will be two thousand dollars, and they're fourteen hundred dollars, right? And you know, just making fun of like Biden not accomplishing, you know, what he did on the campaign trail. And you know, like I said, I don't get triggered. I thought it was funny. <laughs> That's one thing the left has that the right doesn't have. I can I can look at Cuomo and say, okay, this is some not good shit. Or I can see a meme of like a Democrat and laugh. The right, you start criticizing Trump or fucking anything, they they start losing their shit. <laughs> So, but here's here's what it made me think about. Let's take the minimum wage thing, for example, right? They tried to put the minimum wage thing in. 42 Democrats voted yes. I think eight voted no. But, you know, 50 Republicans voted no. And the, you know, the 42 yes, eight no, that's not the problem. The problem was no Republicans voted for it. And yet here, you know, is someone complaining in a meme form. So, you know, it's not really actual criticism is saying, you know, oh, Biden didn't raise the minimum wage. Well, it's because the other side. And it gave me vivid flashbacks to something that always has pissed me off. The war in Iraq. I know I'm not going to talk about the war in Iraq generally. I'm going to talk about the vote to authorize force in Iraq. Because I remember this was like a Trump thing, right? Trump would talk about Hillary voting yes to invade Iraq. And to the 2008 Democratic primary, people forget, before the economy... Collapsed. Most of that campaign was about Iraq and how Obama voted against going into Iraq and Clinton voted for it. And now, you know, all the the media is talking about, like, which Democrats voted for it, which Democrats voted against it. And, you know, roughly speaking, it was like half Democrats voted not to invade, a little more than half. And then about half voted to invade. But, you know, all the Republicans voted to invade. And so it becomes this thing where the media is fascinated by, like, which Democrats are warmongers and neocons and all these things. But, <laughs> you know, if the Republicans didn't uniformly support it, we wouldn't have gone in. We wouldn't have gone in. So, yeah, the minimum wage didn't get included in the bill. Eight Democrats voted no. But you know what? Fifty Democrat, 50 Republicans voted no. OK, and that that's a bigger number. That's a bigger number. And it reminded me of the Iraq stuff. So I just wanted to kind of. Throw that out there. I don't know if that's like a full column idea, but I threw it out there. We'll let it marinate, see what people think, see what people say. You know, people stop me on the streets. They go, oh, Peter, that, part, that last part of the pod, you know, here are my thoughts. <laughs> All right, that's it for today's show. Um, I'm starting to do these like daily almost. It's getting kind of scary. So maybe I'll see you guys uh, Monday. Thanks.